Here we go. Hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase profit. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple. Entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go. Hey. All right, I'm just going to say this. Obviously, we're far right now. We're not in the same spot. So obviously, the timing might not be the best. <laughs> What I'm doing is before your sentence ends, I'm starting mine because I think maybe, you know, that's going to hey, help with the timing. So was, I'm just I'm just putting it out there to see if you're if, you know, maybe that that went through your head. No, well, I I was like, this sounds better today. Fonzie learned. So I don't know if it's just like, okay, look at you. That's what I call it. Big brain move right there. Big brain move. <laughs> Big brain move, for real. Uh, but anyways, Fonsi, welcome back. Episode 379. What are we talking about today? Guys, today we are talking about more podcasts, more video, and the rise of ChatGPT competition. Ooh, we will see. There's a, there's a rumor there that ChatGPT will be writing some tweets in the Super Bowl. So we might mm. or might not talk about that down in the episode. But guys, yeah. if you're enjoying these episodes... Make sure to follow on social media at Brosco, your favorite social media. We're literally everywhere. So come find us there. Send us a message. It's always fun to establish conversations and create conversations with our community. Yeah, 100%. Guys, and if today's episode helped you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review. Mm, let's go. Ooh, baby. Okay, hold on. I got to check the settings here because nothing... <laughs> no, I hope we're actually you mess up recording. the audio. Nope, nope. It's it's recording. Okay, perfect. That's great. All right, cool. Uh, yeah. What about the audio? Is the audio going through for the live stream? Not like last time. Yeah, we figured out how to use Streamyard. That's what I know. By the way, <laughs> Streamyard. If you're listening to this, you got to sponsor us. We were your OGs, then we left, and then we came back because you're so good. You're so good to us. I know. Thank Should you be for sponsored by local it, recording. All right. Anyways, let's yep. get right into it. Funds. Uh, first topic, right? For Economics Radio. Tell me more. Yeah. First topic, Freakonomics Radio. For those that don't know, Freakonomics was, uh, is a pretty big publication, pretty big book. And turns out they actually have their own podcast networks with a few shows. And they just partnered with YouTube to bring their podcast to the platform. So I think that's pretty cool. One of the reasons they said they wanted to do that is because of easy discoverability. The podcasting platforms, they do not have great discoverability. But obviously, YouTube being a Google company and YouTube being the second biggest search engine in the world, it's a no-brainer if you're going to have a podcast and you want to get found. Now, the other thing that they mentioned is that they want to start experimenting with short-form video, animation, long-form videos, and leveraging the platform technology, including real-time captions and translation tools. That was tough. Tra 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 translation tools. <laughs> Say five times fast. <laughs> uh I, I love this, right? Like from the from the beginning of time, we've mentioned that uh, we should tackle either podcast creation or this type of platform as a platform where you have different distribution channels and podcasting is just that. So a lot of people, right? I think the podcast definition as a platform is changing, right? And uh, you asked me earlier, right? Is it is it even worth it recording a podcast without a video, right? And, uh, you know, that alone can be <laughs> a full one-hour episode, but I'm, I'm curious to, to hear... Like your thoughts on it, and then I'll share mine. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's so easy to leverage the process and to add to the process video, 
when podcasting, right? Sure. It might, you know, add a few more resources. You might have to spend a little bit more on a camera, et cetera, but it is totally worth it, right? To have that content that then when you distribute it, you can put it in more places and have the potential to reach more audiences, grow your brand, grow your business, et cetera. So personally, and obviously we're super biased because we do our content as a live show, but at the same time, we've seen the value with other big podcasts, like in the HubSpot Podcast Network, right? Like My First Million, they're huge on YouTube. They started and they started their show on YouTube and they have a lot of people consuming the show over there. But not only that, right? Like big people like uh, Logan Paul, right? Like these influencers that they release their podcast after being years in the platform, they still get millions of listeners inside of YouTube. Obviously, YouTube as well has an app where you can listen to the videos without actually looking at the video, right? With the app kind of like turn, shut down. So instead of the video being paused, it's still playing on the background. People still listen to your podcast. So I think it just has so many more pros rather than cons, right? Like what is the con? Yeah, you're going to have to invest a little bit more resources into the production aspect of it, uh, which at the same time, you can also make very, very frictionless. But um, yeah, it's going to add a little bit of friction to the process though. It's going to add maybe a few more steps on the side of creating video and distributing to those platforms like YouTube. But what is the upside, right? Is the upside worth to you? Personally, I think it should, should be worth for everybody. Is uh, I think it's where, where things are going, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think part of the what stops people from doing it, if they're already doing the audio, right, is maybe they see podcasting as a as a medium that is very personal, where it's like very intimate, right? And uh, maybe being on camera, uh, it just uh, adds friction to like their own process or their creation or, well, the, or their production. There's nothing more intimate than being at night in your house, in your PJs, all cozy and turning on the TV and just putting YouTube and start watching YouTube channels. Well, <laughs> you know, I, mean, like, I think we're talking about two different things. You're like, you're talking about I the know, consuming side. I know, you're, you're, I'm talking about, you're the, talking about the audio. No, 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 I'm talking oh, about, okay. the <laughs> about the creation process. You as a creator, the person's a creator, right? I remember the episode that you recorded uh, that you were like, man, you know what? I... You know, and it, and it could be a good exit point to stay consistent, right? If for some reason you're out there, but for you, you were not in the in the studio. You did not have the equipment, and all you did was you grab your phone and you recorded like a ten to fifteen minute episode from your phone, right? To get to get it out there to be consistent, and you had something to say, which is fine. But you know, at the end of the day, obviously the production level, the creation side of things is less friction if you only have the audio. But here's the flip side, right? Like if you are a business. You are trying to control the distribution channels where you show up to your audience, to the people so they can find you, right? And that's why I personally think that podcast should, for a business, should not exist as only audio. It has to have video if, the, if one of the goals is for you to be discovered, right? Because you could be discovered over a long period of time. If you have 300, 200 videos out there on YouTube and then you work obviously on the, on the titles on things on solving the problems that people want to mm -hmm. solve, people are going to find you and they're going to go reach out, right? So if it's only audio, that could be a value add type of deal. It could be an internal podcast type of deal, right? Where are these things? Obviously there's places for everybody, but you know, coming from Podfest, we meet a lot of independent creators that maybe they are trying to build a business or they don't have a business behind their podcast. Maybe they started podcasting as a very private way to share their message, right? And they're not comfortable yeah. on camera and they are okay with that. It's just, it's going to be the growth in, in, in all levels is probably going to be slower. Yeah. I think at the minimum, 
if you're planning on launching a podcast, you need to have a strategy in place to grow it into video as well. Maybe you are not able to start it right off the bat with video, right? And recording full on the conversations and then, you know, publishing it on YouTube and, you know, chopping micro content out of that and putting it in other platforms. But you should have a game plan to eventually down the line be able to produce those assets because at the end of the day that's what they are their assets they're going to be living in those distribution channels specifically youtube right where people are going to be searching and they're going to be yeah. finding you yeah. more than social media where you know you post something and it has a 24-hour lifespan right like no youtube is going to be there and if people find your channel and they enjoy your content they might binge watch all the other episodes right so yeah. create that asset and have it in place or at least have the plan to do so yeah i mean just uh just this morning i got a notification from reels that one reel that we posted about a month ago keeps climbing on on views and we're like wow this asset it was something that we created you know x amount of weeks ago and still being discovered yeah. still being shared right and it's probably a topic that's relevant so that's also work as an indicator right if you put this uh, a high level of uh, content pieces out there is more feedback that you can gather, right? Like what are people actually responding to over time? Now it's not just the week that you release the episode, but it's over time, right? Resonating it with a couple of our clients, same thing, right? There was a type of content that they were starting to create on the topic side. It was about social media and there was some polarizing thoughts around that, that is gone so viral, right? Immediately 10,000 views and he got a lot of awareness from that, a lot of, uh, a lot of points of conversation. We talked about the social selling and we talked about uh, the social outreach that could happen between those conversations, right? So those mm -hmm. are important. What you're doing is maximizing your possibilities to do this. And of course, there's level to it, like Fonzie said, right? If you, today, you don't have the resources, it's important to at least keep it in your roadmap to be like, how can I work and how can I make my way to get it to that point where we can get it to distribute multiple platforms? Yep, yep, Sweet. perfect. All right, let's move on to the next point. Uh, if not, we're going to... We're going to finish this podcast like 4 p.m. <laughs> yeah. um, not that I, I don't love talking to you, bro. I do. But, uh, you know, we just got to keep, keep it moving. Sounds so good. next I mean, point he's, here. He's in vacation it, mode. He's been cooking and playing tennis and playing pickleball and walking the dog. And, you know, we're here grinding in the studio. It's totally okay. Hey, hey, hey. Still grinding, <laughs> just, just at a different place, you know. Um, next point, Giant Spoon, which is an advertising agency. If you listen to Contents Profit before, you know we mentioned them when we talk about the Last of Us episode. They actually are giving their creative team the day off on the Super Bowl, which is crazy, right? It's interesting. And <laughs> yeah. why is that? Because they're going to be using ChatGPT to run their Twitter during the Super Bowl. I think that's pretty that that's pretty cool. Uh, they're obviously trying to prove there's a lot of skepticism around, you know, artificial intelligence and their uses specifically for marketers and they're leaning hard on it. I think it's going to create awareness. I mean, look at it. They already got published in probably multiple publications talking about this, talking about that they're just going to be using ChatGPT during the Super Bowl. Of course, if you know how ChatGPT works, they're going to have somebody putting the prompts in and then obviously putting that into the tweets. But pretty much ChatGPT is going to be coming up with all the tweet ideas. And I think it's absolutely amazing. 
You know, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm actually going to start following them on Twitter, wait for the Super Bowl yeah. and see what kind of stuff this thing is going to tweet. I was going to say, I'm, I'm very curious to see what was the follower count before this announcement, the follower count after oh. this announcement, and then the follower count after the Super Bowl. I think is is an amazing strategy, not only because they're using ChatGPT and like if we talk resources, right, it's like less people that can do that. We talked in the past on how you can leverage AI to to utilize in your content so that alone could be great it could be a value add for the company that people are going to be really excited to have off and enjoy the super bowl as a consumer right but at the same time we talk about this principle of attaching your message and attaching what you do and the content to these waves of things of topics that are already getting a, a ton of attention so Obviously, over the last yeah. couple of months, AI and ChatGPT is one of those topics that are getting a, a lot of attention. So for Giant Spoon to take advantage of that and create this whole marketing strategy, because I don't think it's about the AI. I think it, this is more about the marketing. And the, yeah, I think the, this is the strategy. The strategy is the, using ChatGPT to get, you know, a, uh, more exposure absolutely. in other publications. Absolutely. I think that's exactly what it is. And, uh, you know, we talked about the, how they create these experiences. I think this is a, a digital yeah. experience that they're creating to promote their own uh, business, which I think is genius. Yeah. Props to you, Giant Spoon. Uh, I mean, you did gain a follower right now, so I'm um, I'm about to go. So I'm, I'm, to go ch I'm, I'm checking their Twitter right now. So they just retweeted from DigiDay, which is a publication I you know I read this from five hours ago. So the tweet came out five hours ago. The news that they were going to be doing this during the Super Bowl at the time they have about uh, three thousand seven hundred followers. So. I'll say let's wait until after the Super Bowl to see what those numbers are going to be. Um, just see what, what they can do. But the other thing is we need to bring these people to the podcast. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Just look at their tag. I love their tagline. It says, the agency that stirs shit up. Ooh, I like <laughs> it. Uh, and, you know, and ba based on what we talk about them during, during the episode that we talk about The Last of Us, they put some really cool marketing activations in place. Like, these guys go all out i'm pretty sure they got some really really big budgets uh that they work with and it'll be a lot of fun to you know see how they think how they manage these campaigns and i'm curious to know if they also have a podcast or or how do they use this medium if they use it at all yeah i i think this genius move i just took a screenshot of the three thousand plus you know followers that they got i actually yeah, yeah, followers. You, you need to put a reminder. Put a reminder for the day of the Super Bowl. Check Giant Spoon tweet count, uh, follower count, yeah. and see what what and happens. I, and if you're there, I mean, obviously, this is a big lesson, right? How can you, as a business, attach to trends? I mean, these are two trends, massive ones, right? Is the Super Bowl, which is one of the highest like attention uh, moments out there in in the United States, and ChatGPT, which is a topic that has been grabbing a ton of attention lately. So, how can you, as a company, take advantage of situations like that and put something bold, something different out there that could, you know, draw some attention, draw some eyes to you. The, I think it was a video from, from Alex Ramosi where he, where he talks about the new resource that all the businesses are trying to find is attention, right? It's like, how can you get more attention before it was like, how can you find energy? How can you find oil? How can you find all these things? Uh, but right now for, for small businesses and big businesses in general is, how can I grab more attention? And this tactic right here, what they just did is is amazing. So can't wait to see what happens after. And of course, we're going to do our best to bring him to the podcast and chat about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. But let's not divert from the main thing, which is ChatGPT. Want to talk a little bit about ChatGPT here? And obviously, you know, has been causing a buzz. It was like five hours until they got like a million users. Something like that, like five days. So that maybe I'm excited. <laughs> like, so like in five one days. minute. <laughs> yeah, in one minute they got a million users. Yeah, I think it was like five days. They they went about, up to like a million users. Yep. It has been absolutely crazy. Well, they just released a few days ago. I think it was like two, three days ago that they're actually going to have a subscription plan. It's going to be called ChatGPT Plus. Very, very creative, of course. <laughs> All the and pluses. And it's going to be available for 20 bucks a month. Honestly, I think that is awesome. I, pre I personally think that is super cheap. And subscribers are going to receive the following benefits. It's going to give you general access to ChatGPT even, even during peak times, which... If you try to access ChatGPT, you know that this uh, thing sometimes is impossible to access. When everybody is on it, sometimes you I mean, just I get kicked out or you just have to wait to use it. Or you're just going to have to rely on your old, your good old self and brain and your creativity <laughs> rather I mean, than using ChatGPT. I, I know. Wow. You know, what a, what a, what a bad thing to rely on your brain. But uh, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like every time that uh, I, I peak hours is like 24 hours. So I think a lot of, a lot of people are going to probably opt in for this. Uh, we're yeah. probably going to be a couple of creators that are going to put our, our 20 bucks in there. Oh uh, uh, yeah. 100%. We, we've been playing very creatively with different Take things money. we can do. Yeah. Take all the money. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, so they also say they're going to give faster response times. I don't know, because it seems like as soon as you press enter, ChatGPT already gives you an answer. So we'll, we'll see what, what that is. And they give you priority access to new features and improvements. So I'm curious to see also what are some of those new features and improvements, right? Because right now it does seem to be very conversational. I'm sure they will have probably some sort of like models, like very specific things on like blogging, right? Like tweeting for example right social media captions like all these very specific things and then you're going to be able to put in there and run through it but uh, at the time again 20 bucks honestly cheap, uh, feels uh cheap very very affordable a very good investment to kickstart the creativity again we've talked about this on the show multiple times and we're going to be talking about it towards the end of the episode but you know ai is not a, a tool just to do the work for you but it's a way it's a great support tool to to you know, enhance your creativity, enhance all your content, enhance the things that you are doing. So I'm very yeah. excited for it. So, I mean, Google saw this and they're like, you know, screw you, Chad GPT. Uh, here <laughs> we come with our thing called Bard, by the way. Uh, uh, Bard. What's up with the name? <laughs> Bard. I don't know. I think it's cool. Bard. Maybe uh, I'm pretty sure it has like a meaning. Like what What does the name <laughs> Bard mean? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to ironically Google it right now. Well, they're, they're, <laughs> well, they're called alphabet, right? So the, maybe this is the B of their alphabet. <laughs> the uh, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, obviously they, you know, they have a language model, right? Lambda. And uh, it was sentient. It was sleeping. Actually, I saw a video coming out. Uh, I mean, we, I saw, I re-saw the video not so long ago, but it came out a while back, which is this AI voice having a conversation, ordering food. Uh, I think it was like ordering pizza. And it was so scary. I think it was like five years ago that the video came out. We have to see the exact date, but it was a long time ago. And it was really, really scary <laughs> because this woman sounded like a real person, this AI voice. And the person on the other side of the phone uh, did not recognize that this was AI talking to her and, and uh, ordering food. And they did it on a live demo, and it was AI only used internally at the time for Google. So, again, 
super scary things, but also super exciting on how can businesses take advantage of this on having conversations or how can you maximize, right, your capacity uh, with these resources that have. So could, could AI be taking sales calls for you, right? Could AI be uh, doing customer service conversations? Like what are these applications that AI happens? So I'm excited to see when, do you know when are they releasing it to the to the open public? Is that actually a thing? Mm. I think the what I read is they're gonna have like a selected like alpha users or beta users. Um, obviously, you know those things are like consistently learning. So I think it's important to, in a way, protect some of the inputs probably that they're putting in 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 these things. Um, if you if you go to Twitter, you're gonna see a whole bunch of things about how like chat GPT is being coerced into thinking a certain <laughs> way, right? Into like appealing to like a certain thing, uh, kind of like having like a bias and all this stuff, but we'll see. I'm, I'm again, I'm curious. I think it's one of the dangers of technology. I think Elon Musk once said that, uh, you know, artificial intelligence was growing at a scary pace that people don't even know about. And, you know, reading the article I actually mentioned that, once, so Google is using their own language model called La MDA to, you know, build Bard. And a Google a Google worker a while back, he actually mentioned that this language model was sentient. So what does that mean? Like it actually had like a conscience and it was like thinking and, you know, making its own decisions, which if you think about it is freaking crazy. Like, you know, start building robots that have like massive you know mobility capabilities and put this thing in their brain it's game over it, we're, we're gonna be uh irobot like well, that movie is is like five years away oh well, no not just that you've seen the, the game uh horizon uh the, the one that was playing the other day is like this uh futuristic world where machines actually take over and then you're trying to like rebuild this thing and it was this was the concept right and uh it's crazy to think that you know I mean, hopefully not, but uh, it could be it could be a reality if if we don't uh, pay enough attention and, and uh, make sure that there's some countermeasures <laughs> if something can go wrong, right? Like, and again, people will be like, okay, you guys are going a little crazy on this with this topic, but who knows? I mean, look at how fast yeah. technology, right, can advance and. Uh, I think as a human race, it, we need to we need to make sure that uh, that everything is in order before we dive into this. But so far, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we went a little uh, post-apocalyptic <laughs> here. Oh, that was good. But the Last of Us show has, has you all post-apocalyptic. Actually, I haven't, I haven't even AI. seen that. I, I, haven't, I haven't played the game. I haven't seen the show. I love the marketing around it. Will I watch the show? Probably I don't not. know. I personally don't think I have time for it. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, it's, I mean, with all the movies you've seen about artificial intelligence and robots and all that thing, like how are you not going to think about anything post-apocalyptic with this type of technology? You know, I feel like it's yeah. natural. I feel like that thought comes to everyone's mind. I know. We need, we need some positive content out there, companies. You know, put it That's out there. That's right. Well, we're, we're about to, you know, transition into the positive content, right? Like, yes, it has really good usage for marketers just like you right i mean right now we got approved to use a notion ai as well right Let's go thank we you notion. notion we love you yeah we love you notion sponsors as well we use notion <laughs> for everything right um and also we discover a new tool called burly ai which i think was created 
by the guy that does the research for uh, the hustle or trends, one of those, or is one of the copywriters, which I think is really cool, right? Because he knows what he needs for notes, you know, research, and also for writing. So all these tools, I'm not going to go into the specifics of what they have, but they really can help you with your content creation. And I think this is one of my favorite parts, the content consumption parts of things. Because sometimes we go into these big articles, right, that they just want a word count and they just try to cover in like two, three points and you spend 10 minutes reading the thing when in reality, if you just have the points, you know exactly what the article is about. And now you can use AI to summarize these things for you. And guess what? If it's interesting, if it sounds interesting for you, you can go ahead and read the whole thing. If it doesn't sound interesting to you, you can move on to the next thing. So summarizing, it's a great usage of these tools. Also, you can use it to take notes, share the key points. And this is one that I really like. It also shows you one of the counter arguments. How many tools in here? show you the kind of arguments like why something might not be beneficial i think that's really good because it just it just keeps your perspective open right like it it just doesn't create a one street bias for you to you know produce all your content but at the same time it's like well guess what there's this other views on this thing that might happen and that could be even as even more interested than the main thing right yeah and of course it can help you with writing and scripting and uh, you know doing outlines i think is is fantastic tool my personal opinion with that is do not let it do the work for you just use it as a kickstart of your creativity yeah, I mean, we were just showing the team this morning, right? And uh, they were all excited, right? They immediately jumped on mm-hmm. the uh, on the wait list. By the way, Notion, if you're listening, please allow the Bezero staff to, you know, have it because we <laughs> thought it was for the whole workspace. But, uh, you know, we've been playing with it. But, you know, we talk about the last stage of of the of the profitable video stages right is the management right and then we talk about mm-hmm. reducing friction and how people are losing five weeks of their year just by switching on to different applications so you know notion is a product management tool and the fact that we're able to have that embedded there uh it's amazing right because you can work on the yeah. pro- uh, on on your own process on these different stages within one window and again we're not promoting notion that we're not affiliates we, we should but we're not but I, mm-hmm. I want you to open the conversation about like what is your process specifically let's say for business or for content what is your process start breaking it down right where do i you do the research like for example barely ai it saves a ton of time on having to read having the bullet points maybe you read an article and that you thought it was going to be great but then you lost 30 minutes because it was not the thing that you needed right so this can speed up the process on how can you create consistently every single week right because the more time we spend there without results we're probably gonna you know step out of that process but if we spend less time and we see more results right it's gonna be better for you and for you the business so you can stay consistent over a long period of time right so again these are different tools that you can utilize within those six phases right on the creation side on the management side and if they're together even better right because you don't have to jump uh to different applications to do that so uh i mean you share um you share a stat at the very beginning too uh, it was actually before we started recording I, I on the time it. that you said it, dude, clearly yeah, that I, wasn't paying attention. I, are you, <laughs> what, what, what do you do when I talk in the podcast? Like there's, this is Bro, the second time well, I talked I'll about, do, I'll do, I'll do some extra research. <laughs> I was doing this. I thought it was the second time I was talking about Lambda. 
and uh, and, oh and then being sentient, I mentioned that, and then you reshared it. So I'm, I was not gonna be throwing you under the bus, but now I'm throwing you under the bus because it's the second time that happens. Pay attention <laughs> to what I say, Fonzie. Guys, this oh is what happens gosh. when he's not in the studio with me. He, oh boy, uh, oh boy. Well, I was, I was, I was looking at a, uh, you know, some Google searches at trending topics, and it's funny because the top, the top search for today with over two hundred thousand searches here in the U.S. today is about Microsoft Chat GPT mm -hmm. uh, being, you know, the search engine for Microsoft. It says is making search interesting again. So yeah, oh lots boy. of things. I know. Google, taking you over. Got, this thing's taking over. You got some competition. But anyways, obviously, uh, I mean, I personally love this episode. We talked a little bit about everything. Uh, but here's my here's my action point to you. Go back and out of the things that we say, what is one thing that you can take and implement in your process today? That's a massive win, right? You can workshop it. By the way, if you want to workshop it, we just opened the doors to having those workshop with us in the six stages and we actually work with the tools that you are using or things that you can use to improve your time and don't lose the five weeks <laughs> changing tabs all over the place uh so you can streamline this this process so again what is one thing that you can take from today and how can you implement it this week with you or your team so you can move your content and your business forward fancy what would you do i would if i'm already publishing a podcast my next my action point would be to put a timeline on when I would include video with it by when I would be launching and start distributing that into YouTube. And if you already have that, I think my action point would be looking how do I optimize my, pro my, my processes with the help of some of the AI tools that I can, you know, put in place right now. So for example, how do I optimize my research for my topics Right? Or how do I optimize the post-production, the note creation, or the blog articles that I'm going to write about the post, all that stuff. So yeah, I think those are my two main takeaways that I would, you know, my action points that I would actually, you know, do yeah. after this episode. I love it. I think uh, a great way for somebody to start is like one of the main friction points that we see every single time with the people that we help and we have conversations with is the distribution, right? We spend so much time researching, creating and producing. And then when it's time to put it out there for the world, uh, we stop for some reason and we've encountered that friction point ourselves, right? Right now we're working through a new system to make sure that the content goes out, right? Within ourselves and our, our, our team. So I would encourage, how can you... Uh, speed up that process. For a lot of people, caption writing is an issue, right? So here's a very specific tactic that you can use today to actually get those captions. If you need the captions, right? If you, I'm, I'm, I'm raising my hand here. I, I'm like a one-line caption type of guy. Fonzie is a one-paragraph caption type of guy. <laughs> so, but here's here's a tactical thing. You can grab the transcription of the one-minute clip that you that you that you created that you produced. Feed it to ChatGPT and be like, hey, what is a, ca a social caption? You can tell, this is the prompt. Act as a digital marketer. What is a social media caption that I could put in my social media channels based on this transcript? Paste the transcript and wait for ChatGPT magic to do the thing. And it's going to send you a text and you can grab that text and you can modify it, put your word in it and so on. If you have Notion AI, which is what we've been using, you can do the same prompt. But on top of that, you can actually select what tone you want it, creative, professional. Um, they have like five different options. So that's something that you can do today on your distribution. And then that way you can put your content out there to the world. Awesome. Fonzie, anything else you want to add before we head out? 
Yeah, I just want to add that uh, the Twitter is it's it's a gold mine to find awesome people to bring to your podcast. I'm just bonus. This is bonus right here. You know, I'm like scrolling and there's so many interesting people with really cool businesses. And all you got to do is tweet at them and be like, hey, yo, do you want to be in the pod? Yay or nay? And people are like, you know what? Sign me up. Send me a DM. So really cool stuff. I actually just got somebody that he's a Twitter ghost writer. And we are going to bring him to the podcast. I'm excited to talk about that. I think that's such a such a cool business right there. Twitter ghost writer. Hmm. Ooh, baby. All right. That's right. Content is profit. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at the Beast Bros Co. That is right. And if today's episode helped you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.